The Rebel Leadership Podcast, a refreshing take on authentic leadership told through real stories. Let's smash the status quo and change how leaders lead once and for all. How much does family come into play when developing leadership skills? What about when you're one of 12 kids? You heard me right, a dozen. For Bryn Tyndall, growing up in that big family helped shape the leader he is today. On today's episode of the Rebel Leadership Podcast, I'm talking to Bryn Tyndall, his wife and Rebel's chief legal counsel in HR, Jen Tyndall, and Bryn's mom, the one who raised them all, Mama D. We explore how Mama D's steady hand, inability to sit still, work ethic, selflessness, and constant ability to love and live in the moment gave Bryn the right foundation to lead Rebel. Listen, reflect, and embrace your next aha moment. You're okay. You're doing great. <laughs> Already. It's fun. Right. It'll be just a conversation. So, so You'll forget they're even up. The first question, mom, the first question we want to know is how far away is the earth or the sun from the earth? How many miles? <laughs> Real funny, honey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not falling for that one. This is not trivia. I promise. (laughs) All right. So today we're talking about leading a big family. So tell everybody how many kids you have. Twelve. Twelve. Nine daughters and three sons. And I'm not Catholic. I'm not Mormon. (laughs) I do not have several husbands. I did not have twins or triplets and uh, all single births. And then feels like she's been asked these wow. questions before. <laughs> and then they always say, man, lady, you're crazy. <laughs> so name them all. Of course. Uh, my first one was Heather, Shauna, Bryn, Tavis, Tegan, Devin, um, Deirdre, Brenna, Amber, Audra, Ashley, and Kendra. Wow. Some How of those many were adop- grand- weren't some of those adopted though? No. Oh, <laughs> those, Bryn. Some, those some have thought that. <laughs> <laughs> 12 kids. So every time I'm doom and gloom, when I have my two and I'm about to strangle them, I'll always think of you, Mama D. (laughs) How many grandkids do you have? 26. Wow. Yes. Three were born and three boys were born last year. Wow. Three grandsons. It was really remarkable that three of them, all three of the uh, last of my daughters had a a son. So did you always want a big family? No, I was very spoiled. (laughs) I never dreamed of it. I really did not. Um, my dad spoiled me. I had my first car when I was 16, uh, uh, gum in my mouth, turn on the music and just go down the road. No, but it was meant to be this way. So, And I love these babies of mine. They're just very precious to me, every single one of them. <laughs> and almost every day we walk in the door and there is a granola bar <laughs> with Bryn's name and a heart on a little post-it. And you're still delivering those things to him every day. And it is the sweetest thing in the world. Well, you, I, mean, I want to go back a little bit. Um, when everything went down during the uh, that March, that terrible March of 2020. COVID she's talking about. Yes, honey. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I mean, the world fell apart. And um, I was let go at work. I had to stay home. And, um, whoa, there he was showing up at my door every single morning with a Dunkin' Donut coffee. Every single morning. I, and it, it, you know, really, in a sense, that helped me get through because then I saw my family and he was right there and he was close by and it did give me confidence that, that everything was going to, 
It really did, honey. And so I really deeply appreciate it. And he's still doing it. <laughs> so and uh, my neighbors, they go, oh, my gosh, there's your son. I'm always in his shorts or something. And, and so they all recognize him, too, coming with my cup of coffee. So, yes, it's very remarkable. Thank you, honey, very much. You're welcome. Jen, what has it been like <laughs> to enter into this family many years ago and watch Mama D lead such a large family? Uh, it's just like what you said. It's, you know, when I think of her and leading 12, I think, oh my gosh, that's six times what I've lived. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just because with two boys. But um, no, it, it's just outstanding to me. I, when I remember when I first met the whole family and... Um, I'm not kidding when I say this. They had a dining table that looked like Da Vinci's Last Supper. It was a big, <laughs> long wooden table, and it was a free for all when it came, you know, for food. And another thing I remember too is they had this thing called still, well, not still do because they don't live together anymore. We're older now, but they had this thing called pecking order, yes. and they had so they had like maybe two or three. Um, chairs, you know, sitting chairs, recliners or whatever in the house. And whoever was the oldest, they got to sit in that chair. So if I, and I didn't know this rule when I got there. I never used this system. No. I, I, and to me, I was sure. like, I would never well, use it either. Didn't. I, I disagreed with it. Oh no, it was crazy. So you would, I would, so when I first walked into the house, I was by a chair and all of a sudden the little, one of the little ones would just scatter. And I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> And it took me a while. And he finally, Bryn finally explained to me the whole idea of pecking order. And I was like, oh, okay. So what is pecking order? So oldest would, could pick first where they sat and the (laughs) next oldest and the next oldest. So it would create a domino effect. One would tap the other one, get up the next tap, the other one, tap the other one. And there were just so many chairs. So everybody else was left sitting on the ground or just standing basically. Right. But I still, to go back to your original question. So what does that mean about Mama D? I just in awe, I, you know, it's so funny to me, like you were saying, Allison, we have these moments as moms where things can get overwhelming and you're like, okay, I just have to, I just need a moment. And I can only imagine what that feels like when you have 12 kids needing something from you at all times. And I, I joke to Bryn sometimes, I'm like, I would have been walking a lot outside. <laughs> Taking a walk around the block. <laughs> Same. But she, I, I mean... You, you know, people, unfortunately, from the podcast won't have the benefit of what I've had of, of knowing my mom-in-law for so long. They don't, like, you'll hear her voice and you'll know from her voice that she is super sweet and super kind, but I don't think people will really appreciate the depth of it unless they got to know her. She is so selfless. She goes and helps people in her community. Like she'll go and someone who's blind right now, and you'll go over and you'll bring her food and you'll take her out places. And you do that, not just with her, not just with friends, but with, with people who are in need. You like, you you go out of your way, like you do to drop off breakfast for Brim. But if, if you see a treat in a store that, you know, I like all of a sudden I'll walk into the house and there'll be this little piece of chocolate on the counter for me. And she's just always thinking about other people other than herself. And I, 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 clearly, I mean, it's, I I don't even know how anybody could keep their sanity after 12 kids, let alone keep that grace and that love and that selflessness. So uh, she's a hero. Have you always been that way? Just so selfless? Do you think that people are born with that feeling or was it something that manifested itself the bigger your family grew? Well, um, first of all, I came from, I have four, four sisters and a kid brother and we fought all the time. Yeah. And matter of fact, I remember uh, the, the one story my sisters will say is uh, 
Um, I had nice clothes, okay, and uh, I was in high school, and I'd look down the hall, and there was my my sister underneath me. She was walking down with my best sweater on, and I said to her, you're going to pay. You're going to pay big time. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, when she came home, we had a nice wrestling match in the uh, bedroom, so mom and dad didn't hear. I uh, got so upset that I pushed her head to the window. <laughs> oh. <laughs> They never touched it, but then, then, then somehow magically a a hole appeared in the bathroom wall next to my bedroom, and I did not know. But my sisters were coming down when I'd leave for school and going into the hole because I locked my door. They were going into the hole and getting my clothes. <laughs> so, but we're very, very close today. We we do sister vacations every year, and uh, we are crazy, but we have lots of fun. So what happened when you had to be the leader of the house and and discipline your kids? I would say prototypical mom dad type of relationship. Yeah. The mom would, uh, you know, mom was the, you know, felt bad, uh, even though even though even though there, there was discipline needed at times. Not for me, of course. Of course, yeah, not. sure. But but but, <laughs> but the other side uh, overly compensated for that. Mm-hmm. I would say, right? <laughs> what was the hardest part about being the mom of twelve? I enjoyed every single moment of my life with you. If I could do it again, I would do it again and go to more games and, and go do more things with them. Probably that because it just just trying to spend more time with them. But no, I enjoyed every single football game, basketball game. You have to kind of picture before all the laws about seat belts and car seats <laughs> and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So this this is a was a typical in the back seat of a van without any seats would be 10 or 11 Tyndalls just sitting on the ground. <laughs> in the front seat, as she drove, she'd be nursing one of the children as she's driving down the road, as she's dropping everybody off to and from practice and stuff. So these, it, it's hard to visualize what that looked like, but, you know, that's, well, that's what you hit a bump, you'd bounce all over the thing, and that was the way it was. You get back up and you, you go again, you know, and, and so it was just it's a different then. time. Right. You know, uh, moms of today, you know, you know what it's like, you know, they got to be buckled down in their seats and neck brace this and bottle that and so forth. You know, this this was, uh, you, know, you know, the wild, wild west is the way that this was done. So right. coming from one of her eldest sons, what's your take on what it takes to lead such a large family? Well, I mean, pecking order is as crazy as it sounds served a function, right? You know, and many of the rules that today you look back on, you're like, oh my God. You know, when you look back on, you realize the execution of them probably could have used some, some help, but the idea was solid, right? You had to draw martial law, which is what was drawn. Otherwise, you can imagine what free for all. What 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 would have been happening? So it had to be black and white at all times, and and almost like to to the martial law side of things, or it would have been absolute chaos. Especially the types of children you were raising, right? <laughs> who you know, who who very independent thinkers. Oh, they all um, very much so. Most of us don't do well with authority, you know that kind of stuff. So. <laughs> But I think you also have to have like a lot of patience, obviously that's and 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 grace. I mean, going back to what you said a minute ago that you enjoyed every minute, 
That, that also is what you need. You, uh, you have to have that in you to want to have all that time with your kids and enjoy every second of it and soak every second of it in. And that is so, that is you just embracing life and I mean, enjoying the, every the, moment. The other thing, you know, it's a fact here that, you know, so, you know, very little money growing up, yeah. right. You know, so, but we always had something to do because we had each other. And so, you know, you were, you were behind lots of the creative games that we played and, you know, all that stuff that, you know, we, you know, I, 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 I still say to this day, much of, much of my ability to think creatively came from the fact that we were making up games and constantly to keep each other entertained, you know, um, cause there was no, you know, there was no TV, no books, no, well, there were some books, but no radio, no nothing from, from an outside. So it was all spontaneously being created. That's what I also love about you. You were like the school, we're at the same school this way. So, you know, a lot of us parents these days, we dress our kids up in fancy things and whatever, whatever. A lot of us other parents are like, no, we want our kids to get dirty. Like we, you know, like, okay, yep. We dressed you up in that nice outfit and you little one just jumped in the pool. You don't freak out about it. You're like, that's kind of funny. <laughs> like, and, and Mama D is very much like that. She's She wants kids to explore and, and touch things and see things and fall down and, and, and explore and, and enjoy life. Life is good. What is your fondest memory of having the 12 kids when they were younger, all in one house? It's a really hard one because there were many, many memories that, you know, as I, as I, in my eight older years here now, I look back at so much that we did. Uh, you know, all the games, the sitting in the, uh, going to all the uh, travel games that we had to go. Mary Make and uh, meeting up with her at the Air Force Academy and introducing us to our first avocado and that type of stuff. <laughs> my kids, the first time they ever saw TV. Uh, how about, my how about tell the story of like my soccer trip to Las Vegas and the <laughs> RV? <laughs> so, yeah, we were in a soccer tournament, traveled to soccer, and so we rented out our first RV. And we didn't even get into New Mexico when it broke down. And, I and you're from we, Colorado. Yes. <laughs> and I think we slept in, a, in the um, junkyard. junkyard the first night. A couple times. <laughs> yes, All of nights. you guys in the same RV? Yes. <laughs> that was very funny, honey. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. That's what we thought at the time. <laughs> well, that, that's rivaled by the trip out to our wedding from Colorado oh, to Florida. Yes. And on the way back, well, you had how many people in the car? Well, uh, well all the kids came because Kendra was there too. Yeah. Everybody was there. I, it, there had to have been like eight people yeah, in that didn't van, you, right? Didn't you meet something on the road? I sure did. A deer. Uh oh. <laughs> but not a deer, a dead deer. A dead deer, and <laughs> yes, and uh, we went through many car washes to try to get the smell oh. on. So, so picture this in a minivan, coming going across America, and it's hot summer, and you smash into a carcass, oh. and it gets splattered all under the underside of the car. Oh. And now you're stuck driving back across America with the smell of this coming through the car. <laughs> with eight people inside. More than yes. that. And, gra- and the um, grandma. Yeah. They yeah. made it oh, to the grandma. wedding, though, right? Well, well Ren, you're, for- yeah. you're forgetting our trip to Maine, too. I don't yeah. know. And, 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 and we were all in, all in a, um, a land cruiser, a brand new land cruiser. And that was where five, five, five of us all slept in the land cruiser. Oh, my God. Never, we never went to a hotel. <laughs> so was there, was there a moment where... You saw a leadership ability in Bryn. Oh yes. What was it that you saw in oh, I'm, him? I'm with you. I, I, I agree with you. I'm just. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's getting embarrassed because it's no, mom talking no, about no. him. 
No, no, no. He's he, he's always showed that ability. He's always been quarterback of the team. Same with uh, soccer. He was always the one that was right there leading the team on. And through academics, first went off to a very difficult school and doing very well there. How does it feel seeing his success and Jen's success now leading a business together? I I am overwhelmed with happiness. I am just so happy, so thrilled with what I'm has seen happen here. But gee, this this gal here, she's unreal, unreal. She never <laughs> stops. <laughs> she never never stops. She is the. I mean, I, she's my daughter. She's my daughter. She truly is my daughter. I love her beyond any words that I could I, ever I express really, to her. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, any words. She's always there for me. That, that handsome young man over there. I know, oh, and Bryn's son, Kieran. It's a family <laughs> affair in the podcast studio today. Oh. <laughs> uh, I just keep, I, I told him this morning when I walked in, I just keep looking at you, honey. You're just so handsome and just so proud of him. <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go to Bryce, and, and, and I'm so proud that he cleaned up that whole warehouse back there. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I know what it looked like because we kept moving everything in. And then now look at it. And and um, Bryn's always had this dream to have this this big this facility to let, you know, everybody come and play soccer or football. And, and I said, oh, my gosh, Bree, you've got it. You've got it back here now. So what another is, dream. Is that the most rewarding part about being a mom? Is seeing your kids' dreams come through? I love seeing the kids and their their babies. Oh my gosh! What I mean, you see your your child in your grandbabies, and that's why I, mean, I keep looking at these two boys, and I see so much of them. And and you know, your mom and dad too. They're so special to me. But each of these kids, when I'm with them, it's just want I just look at them and watch these these. My children coming out in them and things that they say and do, it fascinates me on any words to see these kids. What would it take nowadays to raise a family of 12? A lot of money, for one. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know it would be possible today with, with, you know, the social media influence and you know, all, all that stuff that's going on. I mean, this wasn't around then, but there was enough, outside influence, which is again, the reason TV, radio, newspaper, everything was shut off, you know, so you could could control, Mm -hmm. you know, what was going on. It would be really hard today. You know, it'd be really hard to do that just because of the internet and all the access to childcare. I mean, all that stuff, but just to control it. I mean, in order to control that many people, Mm -hmm. you have, like I was talking about before, you have to have very rigid rules and a viewpoint on the world. As soon as the viewpoint shifts from the collective, the whole thing starts to starts to break down, you know, which is which is what started happening. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. kids would go off to school. They'd come back and say, "Hmm, look at that. The world is not flat, you know, and and then that idea would get spread amongst the others. And all of of a Mm -hmm. sudden, the whole control starts to break down. Right. And so. In addition to money, I mean, you, you, it's, it's really hard. It would be really hard to manage 12 independent thinkers who've been taught to sort of go, you know, go out there and do their thing. Um, that, that way it would be nearly impossible today, I think. So having lived that back then, just to close out our thoughts, it's Mama D's birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. I told him 67 today. <laughs> <laughs> What was the most valuable part about growing up in a family that big with her at the helm? 
you, you, Jen talked about it. You, you can certainly see it, you know, the empathy, you know, that there, there is no question that, you know, this, the, the ability to feel what others are feeling must come, you know, from, from you. It certainly didn't come from the other side, you know, I also, I've been amazed watching her do sales. I must've gotten some salesmanship from her somewhere. <laughs> it's true. I, I did not realize until she's hawking, uh, tractors at me and, and, uh, <laughs> and trimmers <laughs> and, you know, even telling me all the benefits of why I need this particular, this, and that I'm like, okay, that's where I got that from. So no, I, I would say em- empathy, empathy and, and being able to see uh, the other side of the equation is probably the, the primary trait. I oh, and, and work ethic. She has an incredible work ethic. She's, yeah. She will come over to our house. Now clear. I don't want to be like perceived as a meanie on this podcast. <laughs> We will every spring we'll buy a bunch of mulch to mulch our yard. And I Big, love huge it. Pot. I love she, it. She loves she'll we'll come home and she will have mulched, I don't even know, probably three yards of mulch. And I'm like, what? it's amazing. She just never stops. Never. I love it. I love every minute of it. So he's gonna, he's gonna fly me home next spring. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. That would be another trait that, you know, she can't sit still yeah. and, and, yes. and, and, and I've been accused of that once or twice too. 100% so. inherited from you. Definitely. Very early too. She's an early bird too. Yep. Well, thank you for sharing your story with yeah. us. Thank you and you did. Thank you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Love you. Love you. Love you too. And we all love you. Mama. Thank you.